When you captivate their hearts, then you capture their minds. Let's talk about telling a good story on No Boring Stories, episode 93. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and though I am the story wizard and your story coach, there are times at bedtime when my youngest daughter will ask me to tell her a story of my childhood, and I am lost for words, my friends. I cannot, for the life of me, think of any story that has ever happened in my entire life at that very moment. (sighs) It happens to the best of us, and me too. Okay, look, let's today get into storytelling. And of course, I mean, you've been around for 93 episodes now of storytelling podcasting. But today, very specifically, I want to talk about this in the context of making speaking magical. Of course, we're in this series of how to make your speaking magical. That is to make it memorable, to magically make your message stick in your audience's mind so that they never forget you. And if last week we talked about making it connect, this is building quick trust with your audience so that there is no wall between you and them and they're ready to listen. Well, when that happens, we quickly then can use the technique of storytelling, the trick of telling a good story to not only build trust with them as they sit there, but now to make them lean in, to captivate their hearts, to spark their emotions, to ignite the brain and let them get an understanding of where you've come from, why you care about what you do. That's what we're going to get into today, but uh, why I know that this is important. I mean, again, I've talked about storytelling in so many different ways, but I want to specifically tell this, tell about, talk about this today in the context of public speaking, uh, communicating, as we do. And some of the best stories that I've heard, I mean, to be honest, I don't know that they're the best stories I've heard, but I just remember them. I want to tell you about a few stories that I remembered. I'm not going to repeat the whole story. Obviously, I don't remember the whole story, but I remember it as a moment from different speakers that I've heard. Now, as I've talked about before, there was a season of my life when I ran events over six to eight weekends in the winter for hundreds of teenagers, and my job was to hire speakers. And so I would hire them, of course, and then I would study them as they were speaking and study the crowd and see what was connecting and not connecting. Over that time, I heard so many speakers and got to hear so many different voices. And what stood out most to me was, of course, the storytelling. Now, only one of them that I really remember on this list is from that time and specifically those speakers. The other ones that I'm talking about here are times that I have gone into a conference or actually paid to simply go and hear someone tell stories. And these are the ones that stuck out. So here's four stories that stood out to me. 20 years ago, I was at a youth retreat. I was 
what, 18 and getting towards the end of my youth days and the speaker on the stage, I don't know what he was talking about. But I do remember him telling a story about water skiing and being attacked by seagulls while he was water skiing and then realizing that it wasn't a seagull, but it was a swan that was chasing him. And I will never forget, I hope, the image of him on stage flapping his arms like these giant swan wings and then jumping back to him on the water skis and his terrified face while this swan was trying to mount him. <laughs> oh boy, it's good stuff. That was 20 years ago. Let's go a little bit closer, uh, maybe let's say 12 years ago. I remember this was one of the speakers that I hired for those events, and he started. So we do this whole thing. It's Friday, Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. The speaker comes and has four times to speak to this captive audience. And this speaker spent his entire Friday night telling a story about being at this very camp where we were hanging out with all these people. And he told the story when he was there and he, uh, I think he was a counselor, and they took a canoe, took it up to the top of a hill, and rowed the canoe down the hill, not realizing that at the bottom of the hill there was a fence, and they had no way of stopping the canoe, so they actually took the canoe right through the fence and left it there and went to bed. <laughs> uh, I just get that image, and I think of what it was like for me at camp, um, and yep, I get it. Oh, I could tell you stories from my camp days as well, which I'm sure I will over the course of this podcast. Not this one, this whole series. Let me tell you another one about uh, just a few years ago, I was at another conference and there's this woman speaking and she was so captivating in her presence and um, her storytelling. And she told a story that actually wasn't her own. And of course, this is the value of storytelling. It doesn't always have to be your story. Just tell a story and will lean in. You've got us captivated. She told a story about a Colosseum fight that was happening, you know, with gladiators, and there was two guys in the middle of the ring, and there was someone up in the stands that wouldn't stand for this, that didn't want this to happen, and so was shouting, stop, everybody's got to stop, and nobody was listening to him. And as he got closer and closer to the, the middle of the stadium, trying to get people's attention, waving his arms and flapping around and saying, stop, won't somebody please stop, he actually fell into the middle of the arena, and then one of the gladiators came over and killed him. And that's when the audience went silent and then slowly walked out of the stadium. Now that's a story. And the way that she told it over a lot longer than I just told it was about just as silent as I imagine it was in the Coliseum in that moment. There's one more story that stands out to me, and this is such a random story. And the beauty of it is exact that's exactly why this speaker told it this way. He was telling a series of random moments that showed up from his life that he just remembers for some odd reason. And this one was a moment when he was leaving a concert with his son and walking down the street with thousands of people leaving the festival grounds. And he looked next to him, and there was a man with extremely large feet. And these feet weren't in shoes. They were bare feet. He was walking down the street in bare feet with extremely large feet. That's it. He just could not believe the size of this man's feet. That's the story. And it stuck out to me. Now, why the hell does that one 
<laughs> stick out to me. <sighs> now, I have a theory, of course, but there's uh, really kind of a mystery to this. There's magic to it, isn't there? And I think part of it is simply the weirdness of it is what made it stand out. What purpose would a speaker tell a story like that? But then beyond that, it actually sparked my imagination. I imagined what size these feet were. I mean, would they, they look like big or like big birds' feet? Is that how big they were? Were they just twice the size? Of my, were they a shack size? I don't know. But I imagine it. And because I imagine it, it sparks my imagination. It like fireworks fires all the neurons of my brain firing at the same time to create this image in my mind. And that, of course, is what storytelling can do. Now, for some reason, you may be listening to this and sitting here thinking, yeah, I'm not so into this one. Yeah, I get it. I can make it connect. I'm going to build trust with my audience. I'm going to listen to the rest of these. And I'm sure that they're all easier than making it captivate because I am not a good storyteller. Well, you're in the right place, first of all. Thanks for listening to this podcast. And you should absolutely go through and learn how to be a better storyteller with some simple tips and tricks over the last 90 episodes. But you still sit here and think, I'm not a good storyteller. It might be true, honestly. But thankfully, there's some tricks to put in that will help you become a good storyteller. And I'm not actually going to dive into those specific tricks in this episode. But I think after this series, I'll do a whole series about specific techniques and elements, flavor boosters that we can add to our storytelling to really make it pop. So stay tuned for that sometime after episode 100. Maybe you think... You've got too many stories. How do you possibly narrow them down? You've lived a lifetime of moments. How do you choose which one? And this this uh, this embarrassment of riches is actually freezing you up and, and making you not tell any stories and not even try to tell any stories. And of course, maybe you're sitting here and you think, nah, all my stories are boring. Hmm. Well, you know what I think about that, don't you? There's no such thing as boring stories. So the good news is it doesn't have to be this way. You don't have to sit here thinking that you're not a good storyteller. You've got too many stories or you, your stories are too boring because there are so many ways that you can enhance your stories. And as we figure out how to do that, what I want to focus on today is how to show up with the stories that you have. So when you tell stories, as we move through the brain, remember making it connect was all about the base of the skull, this fear center of the skull, helping people decide, do I run or do I stay? Are they safe? This one is all about, do I know them? Do I know this person? Can I get to know them? How quickly do they know me? And as you share stories from your life, you share these moments, it allows us to get to know you better, to know even if you're not telling a story about you, we get to know who you are by the stories that you tell. Let me say that again. Even if you're not telling a story about you, we get to know who you are based on the stories that you tell. You choose which stories you wanna tell. And if we connect with those stories, we trust you more. We get to know you more. That's the value of storytelling. That's how we captivate our audience. 
And of course, like I mentioned, this then sparks the emotional center of our brain. Stories like nothing else can spark our emotions and create an emotional bond with our audience. And so it is worth the time and the effort to learn how and when to tell stories and to tell them very well. Because when you spark the emotions, it makes all the other things, all the other elements of the brain and the body really focus in. So how are you going to tell stories? Well, let's talk about how to tell stories on stage, how to tell stories online, and how to tell stories on your site. On stage, look, I think there's really two ways that you can tell stories on stage. And I just say it's the long and the short of it. So uh, let's say you have a 20-minute keynote talk. TED Talk sort of style, or maybe it's even longer than that. Maybe you've got an hour-long workshop. To tell a long story is to tell a story throughout the entirety of the talk and to take breaks along the way to help us understand what you learned in that moment or to bring us on a journey and teach us along the way. So you're going to tell a long story and then drop the teaching throughout the story so that we kind of get these breaks and these moments to, to then pick up our pen and take notes or to really put this into action and apply it to our own lives. This should be what you're doing with your stories anyways, but to tell a long story is to do just that. It's to take a long time to take us on this whole journey of this story. That's one way to do it. It's a great way, great skill to have. And the other way is, of course, to tell the short story. And this is not just one story that you would tell throughout your talk, but it would be many stories, many shorter stories. You would tell lots of short stories, and each one has a teaching of its own. This is like little episodes. This is like episodes in a TV show, right? So um, let's look at this as two different TV shows. You've got Lost, the TV show that for me kind of broke TV because it was this longer telling of a story. You watch one episode of that, you have no idea what's going on. You watch six seasons, well, you still don't really know what's going on, but at least you've got this whole story, this whole arc to follow along with, even if it did end terribly. But you watch a show like CSI, you've got a whole story within that episode. You, it's it's called episodic uh, television, and this just, just starts and wraps up so nice and neatly within that one episode. This is like House, this is all of these major shows like this where there's a, there's a um, character, conflict, and resolution all within the one episode. And then the next week, you're going to get the same thing with the same characters, just in a different situation. So you think of these, the long story is more like six seasons of Lost. It's like, I'm going to take you on this ride. Okay. The short stories that you're telling are like the episodes of a TV show where something happens and then something's resolved and then we learn from it. And you get to do this all the way through your talk. These are great ways to tell stories on stage and captivate your audience. If you're online, you're showing up online, well, of course, you can tell stories in your stories. You can tell stories in your posts and write them out in your captions. You can tell stories with your voice. If you host a podcast, tell stories, share people's stories. What do you think most podcasts are? Sharing people's stories. What do you think this podcast is about? Sharing stories, telling stories, teaching how to tell better stories with stories. This is a great platform to do this and to practice this method. So get out there, tell a story, but please don't do it without a structure. 
If you're going to tell stories online, we have a limited amount of time to dive in, so do it well. Use a structure. If you want a structure, of course, I am here for you to help you with that, to give you a structure to tell your story. And you want to tell your story on your site? Well, of course, the About Me page is a great place to do this. And you can go back uh, in my podcast episodes here to January 27th. I'm not sure what number episode it is because uh, I didn't number the episodes back then. But um, go back then and you can find how to write your About Me page, how to use your story to write your About Me page. And there's a detailed breakdown there of how to tell your story on your site and actually use that instead of just spitting facts, you're going to tell us who you are. Look, when you do this, you will captivate people, they will know you, you will spark their emotions, you will make them feel something. And if 96% of buyers out there are saying that they buy something based on how they feel about it, well, then they're saying if you make me feel something, I am likely going to buy what you're selling. So use your stories to make them feel something. And when you do this, they're gonna lean in. This is how you make your speaking magical, make it memorable in your audience and stand out from the crowd to shape them like nobody else. Come back next week and we will talk about making your message concrete, putting an image to it, a visual to it so that it sticks out and sticks in the audience's brain. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started.